the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Ed Martin and the Pro-America Report. On The Answer San Diego. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's Ed Martin, and thank you for watching on Periscope. At Eagle Ed Martin on Periscope, if you want to tune in there. And, of course, we're great to be here on the Pro-America Report. Ed Martin's Pro-America Report. You know, on Wednesdays, today I do a a webinar over. You can be a part of it at phyllisschlafly.com. The webinar is called The Constitution According to President Trump. And we look at the Constitution with the president's uh, language experience and mostly his enemies attacking him. Today, we're talking about checks and balances, checks and balances, and how our Constitution has been set up. And there are real checks and balances, right? One of the great uh, checks and balances, one of the great uh, checks on this president has been the election, sadly, of uh, Nancy Pelosi. I wish it weren't so, but the fact that the Speaker of the House is Nancy Pelosi, Pelosi has had a huge impact on the ability of this president to get things done. It's just a reality. That's the way it goes. Here's what you need to know. Here's what you need to know today. The Senate is back in session right now. The U.S. Senate is back in session. And they're back in session to do a bunch of stuff, but you don't really know what they're going to do in terms of any bills or things. You can't tell. But that's not why they're back. What you need to know is they're back for one reason. Judges. Because you don't need the House of Representatives to help you with anything when you're doing judges. Nominations of judges, nominations of senior uh, executive branch officials. You don't need any input from the House. They don't get a say. It's just in the Constitution, advise and consent comes from the Senate. That's a Senate responsibility. So they are back in session, and we'll talk later on in the week with our old friend Mike Davis, uh, and Mike will fill us in on some more. There's about, I think it's about 80 plus. Uh, there's, well, there's about 150 if you include judges as well as executive branch nominees. We talked yesterday with Michael Pack about that. But here's what you need to know. Very important. The Senate is back, and they're going through the process to confirm judges. Okay. That's important to hear. It's going to be another part of the success of this president, the number of judges, it's extraordinary numbers, et cetera, et cetera. But that's not what you need to know. Yesterday, Ruth Bader Ginsburg was admitted to Johns Hopkins Hospital for some kind of infection. Today, she was still in the hospital and she was hearing oral arguments. And first of all, let's all be fair and be nice and be pleasant. She deserves our prayers and our encouragement. We don't wish for anyone's uh, ill health ever. Having said that, I'm just telling you right now, one of the reasons Mitch McConnell is back in session, hearings on judges, moving ahead on judges, asking for the investigation of judges, keeping things moving. There's one reason. Well, there's two reasons. One reason is to get them confirmed. The second is when there's a vacancy on the Supreme Court. And there will be a vacancy on the Supreme Court in the next four to six weeks. That's my prediction. I've been wrong before. I'm going to be wrong again. But my sense of it is we are headed towards what will be one of the more amazing times. We're in an amazing time in general, but politics, because I believe we're going to have a vacancy on the Supreme Court. And Mitch McConnell has said he will fill the vacancy as he believes he should. And here's his answer when you have people jump up and say, oh, my goodness, oh, my goodness. When the Republicans had a chance, they blocked Merrick Garland. He was picked for the Supreme Court to be in Justice Scalia's seat. And that's true. Here's what Mitch McConnell says. And I think it's fine reasoning. And I agree completely with it. And it is simply this. 
when Merrick Garland was nominated to replace Justice Scalia, the United States Senate was in Republican control and the presidency was Democrat. So there was a split government in an election year where the issue was going to be clearly highlighted in this election. In this year, it's an election year that says fair. That's the same. But more importantly, the Republican Senate, they held the Senate in 2018. They held the Senate in 2016, the Republicans. In other words, they were able to hold the Senate in two elections in a row, national elections, elections that had, uh, you know, high profile, and they held it. And in 2016, the American people voted Trump, uh, Donald Trump and a Republican. So both of the key bodies that have a say, have a check and balance on this, are in the hands of the same party. And so the fact is just simply that we are going to see a vacancy. When we see a vacancy, it's going to be uh, filled by this president and by Mitch McConnell. And there's a short list out there. We'll talk about that some another day. Uh, but here's what I want you to know. This is worth the fight and the argument, and it's worth the energy, and it's worth all you can do in terms of focusing on this, because it's going to require, this battle for the Supreme Court seat is going to require we the people continuing to do two things, make our voice heard broadly, and strengthen the backbones of Republicans. It's not even Democrats. You don't have to be, you don't have to call Joe Manchin of West Virginia, the, the so-called moderate Democrat and see if he'll be with, doesn't matter. It's going to be hold the, and strengthen and bolster the Republicans in power because this is the chance. This is the opportunity. This is the time to get this done. And I'm just warning you, I'm giving you a heads up. I'm saying lots of people are going to be now, we're going to be transitioning back to work. We're going to be transitioning back to our lives. We're going to have lots happening. And I just want you to know this is coming. My prediction is in the next four to six weeks, we will have a vacancy on the U.S. Supreme Court. And there will be a a period of time where uh, it will be incredibly important for we, the people, to organize, galvanize, strengthen those folks that have to make those decisions, starting with the president. After all this time, we don't need some moderate nominee. We don't need somebody who's not going to do get the job done. We need, we've come this far as conservatives, as a conservative, because this is our chance. And if we can, and I don't think the president will let us down. I, I don't believe he hasn't let us down so far. I don't think he'll let us down now. But that's what I think we're facing. And so I've, I have been saying, I said this about five weeks ago now. I said, you're going to see the Senate act as normal on judges because they're getting ready for what is coming. And we needed to get the American people to hear. We're back to work. We're back to doing judges. We're back. This is the Senate. And we're ready to go. And as they are back and as they are ready, it's time to get going. And that's what you're going to see. So it is going to be uh, really important for us to be engaged. As I said, it's going to be really important for people to check in on that and be ready to go because it's going to be a real, this is going to be the battle. This is going to be the battle and, uh, and it's going to be, uh, you know, epic in almost every way. And it will have an impact for, a generation or two, probably two generations, it will be uh, important. Speaking of the Supreme Court, let me just comment. I know, I know, I said it on the uh, on the Periscope. If you're watching at Eagle Ed Martin is a, is my Twitter feed and Twitter handle, and you can go watch me there. And I do the Periscope, this first segment of the show. Uh, I just wanted to remind you that Facebook has named their Supreme Court. The Facebook has named 20 international members, people, some from America, but most are, are not, and they will be in charge of adjudicating disputes on Facebook. They will purportedly be independent. It's a kind of a structure that's not clear yet, but they put 20 members, including 
the uh, woman who testified against uh, uh, Donald Trump in the in the uh, in the uh, uh, impeachment hearings. Her name is Pamela Carlin. So we'll see. There's a couple of there's sort of a conservative. There's one conservative, a retired judge, Michael McConnell. He's pretty conservative, um, actually. And a few others, I don't know, libertarians and, and different things. But the point here is two things about this. Facebook knows they have a problem. They know they have a problem. They know they have a problem controlling the perception of what's going on as well as the reality. And so they're trying to do something. Two is bureaucracies never work. This is an international global Supreme Court for Facebook. I can't imagine it's going to work. If you look closely, it doesn't look like it represents we the people and therefore it's going to be really uh, problematic. But wait to see. Let's wait and see what the Josh Hollies of the world and some of the others say about who's on there because that could be a big factor and that's what i think we'll be watching all right one last thing to uh tease for you is the uh we heard about a month ago mark schneider talk about the technology that was required for the manhattan project which was an unbelievable brain power of the manhattan project at sub schneider mark schneider who is on twitter and is such an articulate uh um, proponent of nuclear clean nuclear uh you know the nuclear the generation four so-called well later on i mentioned we're going to talk with uh, paul kengor about this manhattan project uh for our uh, uh virus uh, and trying to fight the wuhan virus you really need to help with that we need to help people understand uh that we're going to have to do some innovative things to get ourselves back on track we're going to get some numbers in a few days from the uh from the labor statistics that are going to just be they're going to make us feel terrible and a lot of us are a lot of americans are suffering we've got to innovate our way out of it we've got to get fired up and we've got to make a big difference so there's a lot happening on everybody's plates and it's important to kind of uh, stay built together stay hanging together but it is uh it's going to be more more important than ever in these next months, especially as we get uh, out and restart from the great pause that we uh, hang together. All right, we'll take a break here on the radio and we will be back in just a moment. Well, again, we've got Dr. Paul Kengor coming up. We've also got a, uh, well, we're going to have, I'll have an update on Joe Biden and we will also talk with David Horowitz. David Horowitz has a new book and he came on the show a few weeks ago. He said he wanted to come back on. So I said, let's talk about your book. So we'll talk with David Horowitz, uh, the great David Horowitz in just a few minutes too. We'll take a quick break and be right back. It's Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Be back in a minute. Ed Martin and the Pro-America Report. On The Answer San Diego. Well, welcome back. It's Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Our next guest is our old friend, Dr. Paul Kanger, who's just got so many great books. Uh, he's got books on Ronald Reagan, on Judge Clark, on uh, fighting the on, on the truth of the communists. I mean, it's just he's got all these books. He teaches up at Grove City College, and he's a great guest. And even better, my wife um, agrees with him. So this is a huge break for him because uh, if she disagreed, mm-hmm. I'd be have to fight with him. But uh, And so he's got a new piece out that we'll talk about. Uh, but first of all, welcome back, Dr. Kanger. How are you good good Ed. always good to be with you thanks it's good to be with you. Here's what happened. My wife, who's a physician, I said to her, I'm going to talk to Paul Kenger today, and we're talking about the title of his piece. It's on American Spectator. It's called Trump's Manhattan Project for COVID-19 Operation Warp Speed. And I said to my wife, the number of uh, vaccines for a coronavirus, you know, this is COVID-19, so it's at least the 19th, or however you get there, but is zero. And I said to my wife, so I don't know how he's going to get here. My wife said what I think Paul's going to help us in his piece talks about, you know, they, they, the doctor, the, we have haven't had to get a vaccine for the com- the fl- for the common cold. It doesn't kill people. It makes you miss right. some work and all. And so this is different. And so uh, Paul, you'll be happy to know my wife agrees with you. So that's that's that. But mm-hmm. tell us, walk us through this piece and how important it is what the president is doing and why it's uh, why it's a big deal to understand it. 
Well, I, I mean, this is really uniquely deadly, Ed. And you know, I, I have a lot of people, conservative friends of mine, especially older folks. I, I'm seeing it more among uh, older conservative friends and younger people. And I teach at Grove City College, which is a conservative college in Western PA. So every day I talk to 50 students that I that I teach online. And I find them far more cooperative <laughs> and understanding of how deadly this is and much more willing to sacrifice. I'm finding that it's the baby boomers that, that think that this is a conspiracy theory, that the fatality rates aren't really as high as people think. Um, I argue with them literally all day long on email. They're telling me that the fatality rates are not that high. This is just like the flu. This is a conspiracy to hurt Donald Trump. Um, you know, Presumably, I guess the people in the Netherlands and Italy and Belgium and the UK are all part of this anti-Trump conspiracy. But, but uh, this is uniquely deadly. The, the seasonal flu has a fatality rate of about 0.1%. And what right. we're seeing in America right now is that the, this is at least 6%. Okay, and I know people want to argue with the numbers and how many. Look, in the UK today, it's fifteen percent. There, 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 there are. There are seven countries in Western Europe right now that are over 10 percent. So, so you know, even if even if the 12 percent fatality rate in Sweden is four times higher than it really is, Ed, that's still three percent, right. and that's 30 times higher than the seasonal flu. I mean, this is deadly. And and, and people listening, especially who are in their 70s, the people I argue with, I'm telling you, man, don't mess around with this. If you if 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 you get this and you have one or two pre-existing conditions, you're 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 in big trouble. This is the real deal. And if ever there was a time to freeze everything and change everything and pour a ton of money into something to stop something, this happens once every hundred years. All right. Uh, you know, right. Now is the time to do it. This this is worth it. We need a vaccine. Well, and we're, talk- we're talking with Dr. Paul Kanger, Grove City College, and I mentioned, but so in this piece, I mean, r- remind our listeners, one of your great strengths is you teach from history. Remind our, our listeners what the Manhattan Project was and how, qu- you know, how quickly it turned, how important it turned out to be, and, and why the comparison works. Yeah, so the Manhattan Project, project it actually began December 6, 1941. That's so ironic. It was the day before Pearl Harbor. And, and we pursued it in order to beat the Germans in getting the atomic bomb. And by the time we developed it in, in mid-summer of 1945, so July 16th, 17th, 1945, we, the Germans had surrendered, and we ended up dropping the bomb twice, August 6th and 9th, 1945, on Japan. To, to try to force the Japanese surrender, which it did, which it did. So, so we, we poured all of our money into doing something that had never been done before, which, which was develop a workable atomic bomb. And I should point out here, too, that we, we did kind of the same thing, a Manhattan Project for polio. I don't really say that right. in, in this piece, but, but, but we, we did in the early 1950s, this is about 1952 to 1955, 
five. Jonas Salk at, at my alma mater, University of Pittsburgh, we, we poured everything that we had, that we could, that we could muster into developing a vaccine for polio. Not only did it work, but as of about the mid-1990s, polio was effectively eradicated in the United States. You can't even find it. I mean, no, no one gets it anymore in the United States. So, so I, something like that, I, I think we need now, I think we need something like this for COVID-19. I should point out, for, for people who are saying, oh, this is, you know, you're going to do something that's never been done before, this could be impossible, there's a group of researchers in, in, in Oxford, in England, who believe they'll have right. a vaccine by September. And again, my alma mater, University of Pittsburgh, um, they, they think that they already have a vaccine. And in fact, they did a press conference April 1st, published an article that day in The Lancet, the British Medical Journal. They believe they already have a vaccine based on the previous outbreak of um, SARS COVID back a few years ago. So when they when they got the RNA sequencing for COVID-19, they just plugged it into their existing framework. And right now, the pit researchers, they're, they're simply going through the um, the fast track trial to, to, to see if it works, to see if it's safe. And so part of what Trump is trying to do is, is expedite a trial because you can't, you can't wait three years, Ed, right? You know, it's, it's like, oh, yeah, well, we'll do a three-year clinical trial, two million people. I mean, it, it, by that time, you might have herd immunity, right? You, you, you need yeah. something now. And, and, of course, you don't want to rush a vaccine, but, 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 the, but the imperative is now. And Trump's goal that he sent out is nothing short of 100,000 doses available by November, 200,000 doses by, de- by December, and 300,000, or 300 million, million, by, uh, by January. So that's, um, right. that's the timetable that he's pushing. And, liberal, and, and liberals are throwing cold water on it. Right. We're talking with Dr. Paul Kangor, and, and again, the pieces of American Spectator on this Trump's Manhattan Project. T- tell me, Paul, um, who, who can get in the way? I mean, is, is this, uh, you know, you said that the, I, in your piece you refer to MSNBC, everybody, you know, the media is insane right now. But who, who, who can get in the way? What, what is it about this that makes it, you know, kind of look to you like uh, a winning uh, pattern of behavior? I think that's important. I mean, you and I were talking, you were texting or emailing about it saying, hey, this is something important to talk about. People need to understand this so that they can see what's happening. But, you know, how, how does it not happen? I mean, Andrew Cuomo should want it, right? Right, right. Yeah, yeah, he really should. And I, I really don't see anything necessarily getting in the way of it. Although in this article, I pointed a bunch of media examples. A New York Times headline, quote, Trump seeks push to speed vaccine despite safety concerns. Right. Quote, unquote. And that's just, that's just <laughs> right. a complete bunch of BS. The, the, the entire yeah. press conference, they, he and Fauci and Burks and everybody said over and over again that, you, you, the, you know, you have to go through the FDA process. Process, the seat. Everybody has safety concerns. That's not true. Right. So, so they go through in, right. the, in the article and they quote some people who have safety concerns. Well, of course, everybody has safety. Well, of course, we, 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 we all understand it. Um, MSNBC, this one I found outrageous. This is the actual headline. Vaccine expert using terms like Operation Warp Speed, which is what uh, Trump and his folks are calling it. That doesn't help us. Right. That doesn't help. us. Right? <laughs> and, I, and I said, well, what do you want to call it? 
Operation Take Your Damn Deadly Time, right? You know, right, Operation right, Twiddle right. Your Thumbs, would, 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 would that be better? That was, I find this not very helpful. No, if, if you were, if Trump was a liberal, and this was Andrew Cuomo, right? You'd be you'd be cheering, jumping up and down, saying, you know, uh, 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 you know uh, warp speed ahead, Scotty, right? Whatever it would be, you know, Captain Cuomo, right? Uh, you'd, you'd be cheerleading. Right, right. You could have the pom poms out, right? But because it's Donald Trump. They're trying to throw cold water on it. The other example I gave from the Washington Post, this one's hilarious, Ed. Uh, this is the headline in the Post. The last time the government sought a warp speed vaccine, it was a fiasco. And, and, I, and I'm, I'm like, hmm, okay, guys, all right, what did you do? What did you come up with? And so they went to an example from Gerald Ford in 1976 with swine flu, right? Uh, well, hey, Washington Post, how about the Salk uh, vaccine, right? Yeah. You know, that, that was right, the last right. time the government sought a warp speed vaccine. The other, that was a great triumph for, for humanity. But, oh, wait, I forgot your hero FDR did that. That's a good vaccine. So, so, so you, right. this, this is just... This is just bias, and it's outrageous. Right. You shouldn't you shouldn't be play, You shouldn't let your political poison into a debate like this when people are dying. And, and, and if, if this wasn't Trump, but Barack Obama, they would be saying, "Wow, what a great president! He's so proactive and aggressive. This is just what we need." But 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 it, but instead, they're criticizing it, and it it's, it just makes me sick. Yeah, well, I think it's a great piece, Paul. It lays it out again. It's uh, Dr. Paul Kenger over at uh, uh, this in this case, uh, the Spectator dot org. We'll put it American Spectator. I'll put it up on social media. It's a good one, and I think you're right, exactly right about it. It also helps people to have, as you mentioned, uh, have a way to talk about this and understand what's going on, the importance of it, and the context of it. So, uh, very good. Thanks very much, uh, uh, Paul. We'll have you on again very soon. Keep us in the loop and keep up your great writing. Appreciate it very much. All right. Thanks, Ed. Take care. And hello to all my friends in St. Louis. Oh, thanks very much. We'll take a quick break and be right back. It's Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Be right back. Ed Martin and the Pro-America Report. On The Answer San Diego. Welcome back. It's Ed Martin here in the Pro America Report. I told you a few weeks ago we had David Horowitz on, and I said let's get we'll get him back on and talk about this book. And of course, he is the best-selling author of a number of books, but the one that I want to talk about today is called Blitz. Trump will smash the left and win. It comes out on June second, uh, and you can go anywhere you get books and find it there. But also, you can uh, you should always go over to his uh, website. One of his uh, one of his great contributions is FrontPageMag.com. Welcome, Dave. How are you? I'm pretty good. So tell me, how's he going to do it? Trump, it feels like a lot of things are working against him now. Your book is Blitz. Trump will smash the left and win. I believe he'll smash the left. How, how do you, what, what's, the, what's the way this well, is going? He has this great advantage over <clears throat> all other Republicans in that he, he's a fighter. And hopefully mm-hmm. he can inspire enough Republicans to fight. And uh, the Democrats' uh, weakness is that this nonsense, you know, they've been trying to get rid of him for, you know, nearly four years. Um, and they just used every, it's like the boy who cried wolf. How many times can you call a guy a racist, insane, a Mussolini, a Hitler, a white supremacist, uh, a traitor um, in Putin's pocket? and still have people believing you, or incompetent. You know, everybody saw what he did with the economy and with the country uh, in its relations with 
China and other uh, countries that were pleasing us. The one thing I would say about about Blitz and about what's going on now is there's an illusion that it's just about Trump. And if Trump were gone, it would all go away. I mean, no, it wouldn't. This is about America. Um, This is about uh, what we are as a people. This is a civil war. This is a permanent coup attempt by the Democrats. They will say anything. I mean, their lies are so big and so transparent, you wonder how they do it um, with a straight face, but they do. Um, The Democrats are a party. First of all, it's a racist party. It judges you by your skin color and your gender and your sexual orientation. I mean, they've already decided uh, the vice president of Biden's ticket uh, has got to be a woman and probably a woman of color. How how racist is that? Uh, That's so un-American. And that's what we're fighting. And you see it also in this war over the virus. I mean, the, the, the president, we have a system here where every four years we elect a commander in chief. And if we go to war, we rally behind him. You form unity governments. Uh, we come together. Everybody knows how to say it. And the people. But the Democrats have declared war on the commander in chief in the middle of a war. That is what you call normally treason. Of course, we haven't tried anybody for treason since Tokyo Rose. Not the Rosenbergs, not Aldrich James, not Bradley Manning. Uh, we've lost all sense of loyalty to the country. And we have the, the country is so vicious now. Of course, your listeners know what an American hero Phyllis Schlafly was. And here, the networks have spent like $50 million to try to destroy her. Um, this is not America anymore. And this is the fight, this is the fight we're in. And my book, Blitz, is a guide to this war. Uh, I, you know, I do the impeachment of fiascos. Um, I show that the, the Green New Deal, I have a chapter called Green Communism. Because that's what it is. I mean, it's just think they, they wanna, within 10 years, they want to confiscate 276 million automobiles because they have combustion engines. How do you think they're going to accomplish that without instituting a police state? Elizabeth Warren said, the day I'm president, I'm going to destroy the fracking industry. And then, of course, it's the fossil fuel industry. Put millions right. of people out of work. Um, you know, you can see it in the midst of this virus. I mean, they're putting people out of work. Now, this poor woman who's a salon owner, owner, uh, you know, she wants, she wants to feed her children and her employees and their children. Uh, and they throw her in jail. And the judge yeah. said, you know, if you apologize, you say you're selfish. How totalitarian <laughs> is that? Well, yeah. that's the it law against being, I mean, she isn't selfish. Obviously, she's doing this for her children and her employees' children. <laughs> but what's the... What's the criminality yeah. of being selfish? It's crazy. Yeah. And yet. It is amazing. Yeah. He's left us. No, no, go ahead. And get away with I, yeah. I want to, I want to, we're talking with uh, David Horowitz, uh, best-selling author of a new book uh, out in a few weeks called Blitz, Trump will smash the left and win. David, um, 
but you know, you you lived it. You've written about it. You describe it well. But it, you know, the left is, and the as you mentioned, the people that were traitors and and committed treason. They're not stopping, right? They're not shamed. They don't have shame. They don't think of shame. They're not embarrassed by it. Whether it's the social media giants, you know, today Facebook announced their oversight board, which has a whole bunch of uh, leftist internationalists on it, and they're, you know, they they with a straight face just say, well, we're not we're not censoring anybody. Yeah, right. Give me a break. I mean, and and the media has gone bonkers at this point. I mean, how hard, you know, at a certain point, can can, can Trump rally the Republicans to stand up? Can Trump yeah, rally the? Yeah. Americans can't go I've ahead. got two answers. First, um, we've never had conservatives by nature distrust politics. It's very ugly. Um, right. And, and they're not, you know, involved. We haven't fought. There was a Republican Congress for six years between 2010 and 2016. Every year they ran pledging to get rid of uh, and they never did because they were intimidated. Right. They want to be called names by the Democrats. So this is, this is new waters where you have these Trump rallies where people are willing to stand on these people who are protesting the closing down of our states. The second thing is, remember this, in 1941, April, Hitler had overrun yeah. all of Europe except Great Britain. The Japanese had overrun Manchuria and all of Southeast Asia were committing uh, epic atrocities as they went. And they both hated the United States and said so. It was clear they were coming after us next. And Gallup did a poll in, in April 1941. Should we get involved in the war? 81% of Americans said no. Of course, the reason is America's a happy country because we have all these freedoms. Then came Pearl Harbor, and in four years, we wiped the floor with them. American people right. are slow to react because they're very good-hearted, and they give people the benefit of the doubt, and they can't believe people are so evil. But when they're roused, you can't beat them. So I'm optimistic. I think that, that people, you see people getting involved that weren't involved before, willing to stand up, willing to, this woman is willing to go to jail uh, for, you know, for her freedom. This is not right. a country like, like Germany was. I mean, the, I mean, Germany actually, Weimar Germany was a, a democracy and Hitler won the election which shows you why we have a system of checks and balances that the Democrats are trying to destroy because the founders distrusted the people even though they made them sovereign. This is a great country, and it's, it's really unique. I mean, there are imitators, uh, a few. There's right. a handful of actual democracies in the world. Um, America is, is the most, you know, it's the most powerful, and it's totally unique. And uh, this is a war for our soul. 
It is. Uh, we're talking with David Horowitz, and again, his uh, website, frontpagemag.com. You can find a lot of his writings, essays, and other things. And the new book is out in just a few weeks. It's called Blitz. Trump will smash the left and win. It's available everywhere books are sold. Hey, thanks, David. And come back on again as we get closer to the uh, the book launch. I think it launches the first couple of days of June. We'll, we'll talk about it again. Thanks, and I uh, always appreciate your uh, time. And thanks for your kind words about Phyllis Schlafly, too. Well, she was a great, great lady, great woman, great warrior. She liked to fight. She, she, she knew, she knew you had to fight for it. She knew that, too. All right. I got to run. We're going to take a quick break and be right back. It's Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Be back in a moment. Ed Martin and the Pro-America Report. On The Answer, San Diego. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. Mrs. Schlafly was a courageous and articulate voice for traditional values and common sense for more than 70 years. Now, continuing that legacy, the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. Even the debate moderators were stunned when Joe Biden pledged out of the blue to pick a woman as his running mate. It was a calculated move designed to put President Trump in a box while embarrassing Bernie Sanders. Biden is vulnerable with female voters, and he knows it. You don't have to search the Internet long to find videos of Biden hugging and kissing women in ways that make them uncomfortable. A female running mate is exactly what he needs to deflect this issue. Senators Kamala Harris, Elizabeth Warren, and Amy Klobuchar are all perfect fits to be Biden's female human shield. With a female running mate to provide cover for his own problems with women, Biden hopes to make gender a top issue in the presidential race. Apparently, his overpaid advisors didn't pay attention in 2016. Biden wants to double down on the gender rhetoric this time around. In addition to picking a woman for vice president, Biden also promised to appoint, as he said, quote, the first black woman to the Supreme Court. He may even toss his support for the failed feminist fantasy called the Equal Rights Amendment. If you read Article 5 of the Constitution, you'll see the president has no role in amending the Constitution, but it clearly has some part in presidential politics. ERA was the final point of contention between Ronald Reagan and Jimmy Carter during their only debate in 1980. Reagan was totally prepared to take on this issue. He defended his opposition to ERA by saying ERA supporters could have worked on revising any discriminatory laws rather than trying to mess with the Constitution. In practice, ERA would invalidate the Violence Against Women Act, which Joe Biden brags that he wrote and passed in 1994. Gender distinctions would not be allowed in any federal or state law if ERA were to become a part of the Constitution. Mark my words. Joe Biden will do everything he can to paint himself as the ideal candidate for women voters. Pledging to pick a female running mate is only the first step. None of his positioning can take away the fact that only conservative principles give women and girls the freedom to be all that they can be. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. You've seen the desperation of women's marches, the disgrace of Planned Parenthood, the rise of savvy young conservative women. Radical feminism is heading down a dead-end road. Voice your opinion on what's really important to women at phyllisschlafly.com. That's phyllisschlafly.com. Thanks for listening and join us again for the Phyllis Schlafly Report.
Welcome back. Ed Martin here in the Pro-America Report. Uh, so let's do a couple wrap-ups. I got an email from one of you about the, uh, I mentioned earlier, the Facebook Oversight Board. The Facebook Oversight Board. Here's the only thing I know so far. Facebook has said they'll spend $130 million to create a like Supreme Court to adjudicate Facebook, I guess, their disputes. I actually know about this. There's a, there's a guy, a friend of mine, who put my name in. He said, you ought to be on there to be uh, adjudicating. I said, I'm, you know, I'd love to, I'd love to uh, settle fights. I mean, I've never been a judge but i'd love i worked for a judge for a year uh but here's the here's the key thing about the appointments i just can't believe they would do one of the people on this board is a woman named pamela carlin and pamela carlin is a professor at stanford but she testified in the impeachment against trump and of all the other people there's other people from all over the world there's like some former prime minister of a european nation and all sorts of uh, professors but i don't know how dumb you have to be to put on someone who was uh, testifying against trump uh, in the impeachment i mean you're just going to invite discredit uh, really quickly. So I, I'm, I'm surprised that they would um, not think that through and not understand uh, that that will be uh, uh, a problem. But we'll see what happens. I mean, I, you know, I, I have been struck in these last three or four weeks by the incredible, incredible power of the uh, of Facebook and uh, other social media, but especially Facebook. It's just unbelievable. Maybe because people are home a lot right now, they're on Facebook. It's just, it's unbelievably powerful. It is really, I'm not saying it's a good thing. I'm saying it's a scary thing, but it's uh, it's a real thing. And that's uh, that's the that's the truth of that. All right, um, another, uh, let's see, another text. Oh, someone said earlier, um, I mentioned earlier, someone brought it up last night to me, the, um, the jobs numbers will come out on Friday morning. Um, and it will be probably the worst job number you've heard in forever um it's going to be pretty bad but it will be related to what's going on right and uh and i think that that's sort of everybody sort of steeled themselves for it and the question isn't uh where uh we're going to be where we are now but where we're going to be going forward and i think people don't really know they really don't know uh for sure um i mean that's always obvious but in this case i don't think anybody has a, an answer um it's uh it is you know going to be something to watch um okay one more um comment uh from one of the listeners oh uh pelosi yeah you know i I mentioned two days ago that nancy pelosi as speaker of the house she is not calling the house to session there's no there's no um there is no house in session at all you know the u.s house is not in session she does not have to um she does not have to do that. She's got nothing to, at this point, she has nothing that she has to makes her have to bring everybody back. And so I don't, no one knows for sure when she will. Um, here's one more. Uh, we did talk earlier in the week about, um, uh, Joe Biden's uh, the Tara Reid problem. And I mentioned that he lost Maureen Dowd and Peggy Noonan and Politico at the same time. Here's the front page of uh, Politico. Now, I told you, once you lose Politico, that's the left. That's one of their touchstones. And now they've got a full front page. Trump campaign goes all in on Biden uh, sexual assault allegations. The point of that piece is they cover it all in depth. And they're writing about the uh, uh, they're writing about the um, uh, the assault uh, allegations. And, uh, you know, it's kind of one of these moments in politics where you, you see something, you say, if if they didn't want you to talk about it, they wouldn't co- cover it, even if they have to say it's Trump that's pushing it, because it's not only Trump that's pushing it, it's um, it's. Um it is um, the Democrats are, are also moving in there and, and moving in on their guy. So it will be um, it will be interesting to see uh, where that goes, because I got to tell you, it doesn't look like it's going in the right direction for um, for uh, 
Biden. All right, uh, one more. Oh, I know what I got. I got an inquiry about college football. And someone said, do you think there'll be college football? I got a text about this. Do you, oh, a listener of ours said, well, do you think there'll be college football? And here's what I am told. I think that the big college football programs are planning on restarting, um, but they're planning to restart and maybe do an abbreviated schedule. Maybe only play their... Um, play their own conference so not play you know the uh the uh um pac 12 would play the pac 12 folks and you wouldn't you would not get uh, those extra games and that would be one way to list lessen the length of the schedule it brings up an interesting point problem for notre dame notre dame is not in a conference and so if the all the conferences play their own conference schedule only i think notre dame that's 11 games that they'd be knocked off um and so i i assume notre dame has some contingency plan to get some games but it certainly i think they'll be playing football in the fall i don't know if there'll be crowds or big crowds but i think they'll be playing football in the fall we'll see uh but i guess um you know the, the, the coming weeks espn is stuck um broadcasting uh korean baseball um so people want to see baseball you can see it. there's a couple of, of americans playing there uh and hopefully we'll be some baseball pretty soon too all right we got to run thank you for listening as always don't forget go to edmartinlive.com to sign up for my daily email edmartinlive.com sign up there go to the answer sandiego.com to get the show as a podcast and uh and to uh, get signed up for all our stuff and listen to myself and all the programs especially andrea k who's on right before me thank you as always to noah for getting the show on track and keeping it on track and joanna for helping book all these great guests we will be back tomorrow it's ed martin here in the pro america report thanks for listening